0: Hello and welcome to another episode of the Gridcoin Fireside here on the Gridcoin Discord server. Today is November 20th, 2020, and we're going to be talking about a new opinion poll put out there by a core developer, uh, Cy, uh talking about adding folding at home to the Gridcoin network. We'll talk about what that means, what it would entail, and what people are asking for uh, your opinion on. This is an adorable error page we also mentioned that Gridcoin stats is being uh, redeveloped um, by Startail, so we wish them luck in their in their endeavors. This is an Goblin uh, just shared an error page for uh, the site, and it is a cute little fox pointing to error 404.
1: Very cute. I thought it was I thought it was Foxy's handiwork. I wasn't sure. Ah, so.
0: uh, now I think we have a lot of fox people who enjoy foxes in this community.
1: But what do they say? <gasps> no,
0: I'm not going to do it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> So, um, let me remind people that uh, we do get together every Friday at 3.30 p.m. on this Discord to talk about Gridcoin stuff. And, you know, if it's not Gridcoin stuff, I'm always up for a good ramble if you give me a good subject. Speaking of which, uh, before we get to the Gridcoin news and the main topic, really quick, a uh, moment of silence for the Arecibo telescope, uh, which will not appear in the recording, but here in the recording or here in the channel. Everybody shut up, mostly me. That was long and moment enough. Uh, let's all remember this telescope for the great science it's done for us, the great movies it's been in, the great video games it's been in, uh, and the great people who put it together and ran it over the many decades it was, been, it was in operation. I think it, it started development in the 50s and was belt belted. It was belted in the 60s and early 70s. Uh, started really getting going. Uh, it was used by SETI. I think it was used by Einstein. Uh, and I think data from it was used by Universe. I'm not entirely sure about that. Uh, Einstein at home, not not the person. Um, <laughs> and SETI at home, not SETI, the full project. But um, it was also in GoldenEye, which was 00 or a uh, James Bond movie. It was also in 007 GoldenEye, which was a fantastic video game. Uh, and it did a lot of a lot of science-y work, you know. But sometimes two cables snap and you're on an island that's getting hammered by hurricanes in a climate change environment. It's just going to be a little too expensive to maintain. So here's to the Arecibo, and here's to whatever comes next. Hey, eh? All right, Gridcoin news. Update your freaking wallets. We got a mandatory that's fixing a bug, an edge case bug for new users uh, coming in and creating a CPID for the first, or registering a beacon for the first time. This update. Does fix that bug, but again, it is a mandatory update. So you must update uh, to stay on the main chain. Because at this point, uh, I think most people have updated. So if you do not update, you will be running your own fork of Gridcoin, which, in which case, we wish you luck. Uh, <laughs> but I don't think that is your intent. So update, update, update. Uh, beyond that, uh, Point Virtual Workshop still underway in sort of a development phase. Uh, pretty exciting stuff. You're still welcome to get involved uh, by reaching out to me, J. Ringo, uh, on either the Boink Discord or this Discord. Um trying to think if I'm missing anything. I don't think so. So let's, let's just get to it. The the poll, which again was put up by the core uh, contributor who basically wrote at least half a fern, if not more, uh, Psy, uh, is dealing with It's asking the question, it's an opinion poll, so nothing is enforceable from this, but it's just gauging responses to the question of should we add Folding at Home to the Gridcoin network, which would mean that if you crunch Folding at Home, you could get Gridcoin for it. Uh, It requires no interaction with Folding at Home, the software, at all. Uh, It technically requires no interaction with the community, although Cy did reach out to um the folding at home guys i don't know exactly who but the people who work on the project uh to let them know that this is something we might be interested in and i think generally get their general reaction to it um what it would involve uh as everyone knows is uh well as everyone knows gridcoin operates on top of boink which has a bunch of different boink projects which export their stats in a specific way gridcoin uh, our software then takes those stats and does math magic with them to convert it into um, Gridcoin earned for crunching contributed to a Boink project that is on what we call the whitelist, which is a bunch of Boink projects that have been voted in to our network. So there's, I think, forty some odd Boink projects. Uh, yeah, forty some odd Boink projects running right now. We whitelist, I think, twenty some out of them. I think it's the low twenties. Eighteen. And, 18? 18. 18, all right. So those are the ones you can get rewarded for. There are various reasons we do this, security, uh, viability, um, the type of science they do. One of the biggest, most contentious whitelisted projects was actually a whitelist removal and had to do with Moo Wrapper. And you know, it was a huge, it was really fun to watch, even though it did get heated sometimes. But it was really fun to watch because there was a huge debate about whether the science that Moo Wrapper was doing or the work it was doing was valuable as perceived by our network, our network being our participants. What does Wrapper
1: uh, do again? I forgot.
0: MooWrapper was working on encryptions. That's not really uh, cracking encryption stuff. Not terribly important right now. But the, um, the, the ultimate decision, after a long discussion among the Gridcoin network, its participants, was that, hey, we don't want to be rewarding the science. So when it comes to rewarding folding at home, work for CrunchyNet folding at home, we have to ask ourselves two questions. One, is it technically feasible? Uh, Is it secure? Is it viable? Uh, One question we do ask of Boink projects now is, do they want it? Uh, Because with Boink projects, there's an infrastructure problem where if we add ourselves, if we start rewarding a a smaller project, we could actually break the project because we bring so much computation power because we are a giant network. Um, With folding at home, I don't think there's an infrastructure problem, but it's still very nice to ask. and then, do we value their science? Uh, so I will run through some stuff really quick. And then I think we just should have a discussion. There's a thread out right now on Reddit uh, that where people are put, bringing up points left and right. They're mostly all great points. It's a very um, polite conversation, I would say. It's very nice to see. Um, and we can run through some of those comments as well. Uh, technically feasible. We think so. Cy thinks so. Jim thinks so. They've discussed this, and they think there is a way to do it. So yes. Secure, very, very likely. Um, the, the It's folding at home. They're a large project. Uh, vi- so viable, yes. It's, it's something we could do, technically. Uh, whether the science uh, is worthwhile? Well, we are already reward for po- fo- t- protein folding projects through Boink. Um, so I think the community thinks that the science is worthwhile. So we'll get into the more specific stuff having to do with GPUs, CPUs, um, quote unquote competition that's been brought up in the thread. And there's even other cryptocurrencies involved with Folding at Home that already reward for Folding at Home work. So maybe we can talk about that stuff first. So me cruising through that stuff really quick, let's just open it up if everyone has any thoughts on the, basically answer the poll question. What do you think about adding Folding at Home to the Gridcoin network?
1: So- first and foremost um i mean folding at home has a a very large marketing presence in terms of uh, not marketing excuse me uh name brand um presence in, in a lot of the distributed computing space right um so correct me if i'm wrong folding at home used to be in boink
2: no i know they
1: have their own client did they ever were they ever in boink no no okay so we're effectively this would be our first major project outside of boink in connecting with their own, uh, their own, um, uh, like not rack, but you know what I mean, like their their own uh, system of managing uh, work units and and computation.
0: Right? Yes. let me let me expand on that really quick. So yes, it will. Yes to your question, but Gridcoin is built for this. Um, it oh no, is, no, no! It
1: totally is. Yes.
0: I, I, not, I'm not saying this to you. I'm saying this to people who might not know right now, because I know you know. You know, you and I have talked about this so many times. Uh, but Gr- Gridcoin is built to reward anything that we put on our whitelist, so long as we can collect and do math to their stats. So we, as a network, could whitelist like the Olympics if we wanted to. That's just a really extreme example. It's out there. We're never going to do that. But I shouldn't say never, right? Uh, so we we kind of want to do it as software from a technical perspective because we're built to do it uh and the fact that this is just another distributed computing platform that's doing great science is kind of icing on the cake right so yes to your question it would be our first uh for a four way It would be our first
1: foyer our first foyer yes our first <laughs> our first entrance room um so yeah no and i i think that's actually i, I mean i would support even if i didn't wasn't crazy about the project um this isn't the most convincing argument but even if i wasn't super crazy about the project it is uh it is a very cool next step for 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 us as a uh, as a community and as a as a as a platform to to finally do that we've so for yeah so we don't require boink statistics the reason why we're so tethered to boink is boink has all those statistics it's it's tried and true and it's and it's just easy for us to integrate with that um or at least you know to continue to integrate with it um but we've always been able to use whatever metrics you want uh, for a project we could just build that out so the reality is I, I think this would be an amazing next step to be the first major or the first real project that isn't utilizing boink i know we talked about platforms like like zooniverse right um and on other such ones that are non-boink specific um and we always just get into how are we calculating the metrics folding at home is probably the uh, probably the easiest one of that. I'm also saying this kind of just making a bunch of assumptions. I'm sure J- Jim's about to come out right after I finish talking to correct me on either half of that or or say yes. Hopefully the hopefully the latter. But yeah, Jim go. Your turn.
2: <laughs> well, so uh the answer is that folding at home is easier than a lot in terms of doing, you know, getting it into a form that our our uh, statistics uh, Oracle scraper system can process uh, the biggest challenge there are two two big challenges that that uh, folding at home has. Uh, one is that their username system is not really uh, wouldn't call it a square peg in a round hole compared to the CPIDs, but it's 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 definitely uh, uh, different and uh, and then the second thing is that they really don't have the concept of rack the way that uh, we, we've utilized in Boink. So, uh, you know, folks that have been in, as part of the technical discussions, know that we uh, were actually looking at uh, TCD, uh, which would have used it to replace RAC. That was in fact, at one point, that was actually on the roadmap. We looked at that very carefully and came to the conclusion that it's not really feasible because it requires a huge amount of data to be stored on the blockchain. Yeah, uh, Jay Ringo just says it's total credit Delta. So and
1: also, when you say when you say a lot, just because I see a lot of people have very different uh, descriptions of what a lot of data is. What is? What do you mean? Uh, it would Volume. mean
2: ten times or more of the amount of data that's currently contained in the super blocks, and it would severely limit our scalability. So, gotcha. It's not really not really practical. The, re- the technically the reason is to compute to to do TCD, you have to store. A watermark of credit by project by CPID, and so the superblock currently, uh, you know, there's project level data in the superblock, but it's it's the project level data across all CPID, and then each CPID has a magnitude in the superblock. To implement total credit, you'd have to store a credit watermark for each project for each CPID. So that's think about that. That's 18 times. To- well, not everyone participates in 18 projects. I think if you did the average. The average c p i d is probably participating in six or seven projects, so that would multiply the number of entries required by a factor of seven over just just right off the bat right and really all, yes, and those are all so, those are all those all would be doubles those are double floating points so they're they're sixty four bits wide so it's it's a lot of data the, what's the uh, second challenge uh that is the second so so the so the so the so the um we have to be able to construct RAC because, if you guys recall, we RAC actually helps us in terms of of uh, statistics stability. There there have pro- been projects that actually issue negative credit and pull credit away and do all sorts of other things. And it having a damped average like RAC actually smooths that out. And it's much harder, by the way, uh, to try and game the system by cheating if you're using rack instead of uh, total credit. So, for a lot of different reasons, not just the storage requirement and scalability requirement, rack is the way to go. But since since um, folding a home really doesn't have rack, we have to construct it. So, the the, the easiest way to do that is to create effectively a uh, essentially a thin version of a Boink project that essentially sits on top of the Folding at Home uh, data store, you know, project store statistics store and then it actually transforms the statistics into a form that our network can process and that's essentially what what SciSight wants to do and uh, it's actually not that difficult to do it uh, so we're, that we're would creating also, a yeah you can think of it as almost like creating a a a form of a blank project that sort of rests on top of folding at home in a, in a sort of way yeah
1: so we're creating a blank layer almost yes right and and, and it's really just to help translate and so
2: we don't have to do the full thing because we're not going to be assigning work units. In other words, the whole work unit management part of it, you don't need to do. Yeah, it's really it's really the CPID registration.
0: All right. So to to complete the metaphor uh, that you started here, basically what we're doing is what would be required technically is a quote unquote a, a light boink project that runs on top uh, of Folding at Home that would take the stats from Folding at Home and Calculate an average and tie them to CPIDs or tie them to beacons so that uh, rewards can get distributed correctly. But at the same time, so the, the question that immediately raises is, okay, who is quote unquote running this Boink project? And Jim, I think you answered it already. It would be the scrapers or the oracles, and there's a set number of them that would do that would essentially collect information, cruncher information from folding at home, do math to it, and then distribute GRC.
2: I think some of it's going to have to be so. So one thing that everyone has to realize, just like the blank projects themselves are centralized, and everyone understands that, right? We don't we don't talk to five different versions of of World Community Grid. There's one World Community Grid project, right? Everyone gets that, right? Mm-hmm. So and likewise, there's one of the interesting things about Folding at Home, and there are other coins that already reward Folding at Home. I think everyone knows that too. But uh, un- unlike us where we're we're using distributed statistics collection uh, folding at home uh, does not folding at home the stats collection and distri- distribution processes are totally centralized and that's true across all the coins that reward folding at home and so interestingly enough the uh, just like if you if you're thinking about one of our individual projects we have 18 of them but uh, one of our individual projects Folding at Home is a centralized project. And so a portion of this is going to, the wrapper is going to need to be uh, centralized because you have to be able to set up CPIDs and links to the Folding at Home username, which requires someone to log in, link their, state their Folding at Home username, and then essentially create a BOINC, just like if you were to sign up on a boink account, right? You've got you've to sign up on a, on a project, uh, put your email in, it then assigns you a CPID, so on and so forth. So that part has got to be implemented in a website, just like any other Boink project. But I would, I, I, my point is going to be that results in no change in centralization from what Folding at Home is today.
0: Well, it, right? what it would do, it would add a second trust point. So when we right. whitelist a project, and
2: that, uh, that and that means that whoever's going to run this quote-unquote quote thin Boink projects. A portion of which will be web-based. There's going to have to be a degree of trust to who's going to run that.
0: Right. That's so exactly. let me stress that. Uh, let me let me explain that a little bit for people. So the uh, when we add a blank project to our website, one of the things we're saying during that process is we trust the admin of that project not to go into the stats file and mess around with stuff. And if you know, there are ways to sort of double-check that and sort of watch it over time. So if someone did do it, we would eventually catch it. But when when we sign someone up to the whitelist, or or put someone on the whitelist, that is the the assumption we're making. So if we added folding at home to the whitelist without this wrapper, which is not possible, but for this scenario, let's say we do that, we're saying we trust folding at home not to go in and mess with the stats. Now, since we can't do that directly, we have to build this wrapper. Uh, what Jim is saying is that wrapper is also going to be run by someone, very likely not the people of Folding at Home. So we're going to, in this process of bringing Folding at Home into our network, trust that Folding at Home is not going to go in a mess with the stats, and whoever runs this project is not going to go in a mess with the stats. So that's what I mean by two trust points.
1: So couldn't, couldn't we add, a, and I think you kind of alluded to this, Jim, but couldn't we add a layer to the uh, the Oracle's? Or would that put too much strain on them?
2: It's not it, it, The oracles can't, can't link the accounts to the CPIDs. That's the problem. You can't do that.
1: Well, I'm sorry. When I say to the oracle, I'm, I'm thinking more like, uh, can't we run something like that where the oracles are also being run? Or
2: Let me
0: phrase it a different way, no. no, thinking, Could we have a second beacon, one for Folding at Home? Where no, that is not what I was asking. someone goes and uh, you register a Folding at Home account, and register that to a whole different contract versus the CPID beacon.
2: You'd have to write you'd have to write the uh, the effectively you'd have to do what's on the roadmap or we've been talking about on the roadmap, which is a quite lengthy project, you'd have to write a front end for both folding at home and boink to be able to run all the necessary code to be able to to actually look up the folding at home username, uh, create a CPID. and and, or the analog of a cpid and broadcast that to the network and then you each each scraper would have to be constructed to uh independently um create a synthetic rack and also deal with the state changes at folding at home which we we don't know the level of granularity at which those statistics are changing at folding home. so we don't know how well that will work with with uh uh, convergence at all. it's it, it's a lot of risk to do that. There could be we could we could go down a rat hole with that. There could be a lot of uh, a lot of time and effort and it might not work.
0: Okay. So but this uh... the,
2: the bottom the bottom line is what SciSci has actually proposed is 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 the uh, most practical path to get it done and has the highest chance of success. At least without thousands and thousands of hours worth of work, which you know I'm I'm not so sure We've got other things to do right. that really are ahead of you know, and, and you're not really other th- other than you got to have someone trusted to run this quote unquote thin point uh, uh, site. You're not really achieving any any additional decentralization by doing it this way, right? Because you all roads lead to Rome. You're gonna you're gonna be talking t- somehow or another to that project, right? Right.
0: So, so yeah. what it sounds like is exactly as you said what size proposed is the fastest easiest most probably effective way to do it and by yep. doing it for all these other technical questions while building this sort of adapter mechanism i'm sure we're going to learn stuff about folding at home that will help inform future developments if anyone else wants to come in and help develop this thing and make it uh make it operate in a different way
2: that's right that's that you got it so so once we once we run this thin site, We'll know a lot more about how holding at home statistics actually evolve over time. And once we gain experience with that, that's the point at which it would make a lot of sense to move more of that directly into, or, into the oracles. Once we're convinced that we can achieve agreement between the, the oracles on the stats at any given point in time, then we'd feel confident to do that. I think trying to do all that at one in one step would be very dangerous. Uh, We could easily go down, you know, spend a lot of time and effort building something that at the end of the day doesn't work well. Right. Right. So.
0: So uh, to move on from the technical discussion, because I think as the um, if this is something that the the network wants uh, and folding at home is willing to accept, uh, then there will be more technical discussions as we move forward. Uh, about how stuff is working because it's just things will start being done with it. Uh, So moving forward from the technical discussions, I think the question that a lot of the network is going to ask is, well, let's assume we can do it. Is it something we want to do, right? Um, I'm curious if anyone here has any thoughts. If not, I can read from the thread. Um, But should we add folding at home? That's the most general form of that question.
1: I think that that introduces a large, uh, a decently sized group of people um, who want to process folding at home and, and can now do that kind of with us, right? It's, I, 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 folding at home is one of those things like SETI at home that has the name recognition of people even just who don't really like uh, work on it or act or, or, or actually help process very often, right?
0: Yeah, and in the same uh, same respect, w- I'll point out, most of our community already crunches Folding at Home. <laughs> or a lot of it, at least. And they just don't get rewarded with Gridcoin. They get rewarded with the other currencies out there. Because Folding at Home offers uh, GPU works, or uh, GPU work for protein folding. GPU Grid is a Boink project that does similar things uh, with GPU work, but other than that, there is not GPU protein folding on uh, the Boink network. So... Uh, What I'm saying is a lot of our community already crunches Rosetta, or Jesus, Folding at Home. I think uh, a lot of people would just enjoy getting rewarded with GRC right off the bat because they're already doing it. And a lot of people, if they don't crunch Folding at Home currently, have in the past, have no bad feelings about it. Uh, Maybe even they got into distributed computing through Folding at Home, which did come out at about the same time as Boink a little after. Uh, and has been doing protein folding its entire time Has it has done work for the scientific community uh, and the data, um, data science world in terms of discovering new algorithms and, and how to do distributing computing because let's all remember this, this is kind of a new field for since the 90s um, and they have been around since the late 90s um, so that said uh, any other thoughts
2: yeah, I have, I have one more comment about this that's a really good advantage of the way that, that SciSci and I want to do this. Mm-hmm. It also avoids a hard fork, so we don't need to do that. Yeah, so, that would be great. <laughs> yeah, but we don't have to have another mandatory to do it. Basically, we're just, it's just going to look like another boy project that, we're, you know, we go through the whitelisting procedure. You have to write effectively this special shim or adapter that I think is what SciSci likes to call it. And, you know, we vote, we go through the whitelisting procedure. If we vote to whitelist it, then it just becomes a project. And, you know, life goes on, right? That's the easiest way to do it. I, I think that's the, a nice way to approach this, Jay Ringo, because it's what you said. You know, we can learn a lot from from sort of this first stage of doing it. And then if we want to move more stuff, uh, take over some of the role of that shim or adapter piece into the oracles later once we've gained experience with folding I think that would make a lot of sense, and we'd know more at that point. Yeah, and uh, sorry. Yeah, you
0: know? no. okay. yeah. Okay. Uh, following that perspective, though, like this is, and and going back to what Goblin was saying before, this is, uh, this would be a great first sort of test and implementation of what Gridcoin was actually built to do, which is be able to take stats and reward people with money, actual currency that is directly from the protocol not from a central entity out there that has a pot of gold that they throw at people you know and that's how a lot of other um incentivization mechanisms work in the crypto space right now uh when it comes to altruistic uh rewarding which is you know someone like ripple the ripple foundation has a bunch of ripple credits or whatever they call their Coin Ripple, and they're also the Ripple company, so it's very confusing. But uh, they have a bunch of their currency and they throw money at, uh, they reward people for doing crunching until that money runs out. With Gridcoin, we have the protocol that mints currency and then distributes it based on a bunch of math. And that economic system is open source and we can go in and manipulate it uh, if you are able to work your way through the common. Uh, so by demonstrating this, by demonstrating that our code base can actually do what we're saying it can do, uh, by um, building the simple implementation of it, and through the simple implementation still doing the economic math work behind it, which is what we're going to have to do anyway, uh, I think we'll be able to draw more people into the community because that's a really interesting thing we've done, right? They might want to come and take up the challenge of, okay, you have this really cool economics back end that ties science and economics together in a very fascinating way. And I understand that your implementation is not your ideal implementation. I have an idea how to make it your ideal implementation. I'll come in and help. So I think by building this new adapter type mechanism and being able to tie into this new folding at home community, which is brilliant, it's a great community Uh, we might get more people into the uh, open economics arena. So apologies for the rough edit. We're having some problems with our recording bear. But uh, to finish the thought, by building this adapter, having a proof of concept for our economics layer, uh, we might be able to get some uh, brilliant people from the Folding at Home community to come in and help us develop even more stuff uh, in the open economics arena or the, the open science arena. So... I think it's good from many different perspectives. Um, Yeah, I'll try to find counterpoints to that in the thread, because there were a couple. Uh, But if anyone else has any thoughts on adding a folding home to our network.
2: (laughs) Due to both Discord and Craig being overloaded. (laughs) Uh. It's
0: been a rough year, all right? Even for fake bears. Uh, Bringing in the chat here, uh, Toaststone says, It will allow Gridcoin to grow its base. Seems like the next logical step in overall crypto product growth. Uh, and he's got three check marks there. Uh, check marks are good things, dear listener. Uh, if you said something else in the chat further up, please repeat it because I am not going to be able to scroll up for it. Um, Toaststone, that's a great perspective. I will bring that in uh, in a moment because I'm going to jump to the Reddit thread right here as people are typing. Uh, there's a lot of just general improvement on the Reddit thread, uh, questions about how the technicals would work, which actually Jim and Sai explain on the Reddit thread. So if you want to see that in writing, a uh, short it's basically a, a brief and check out the thread, uh, which I'll try to remember to put in the description here. Uh, people bring up the fact that folding at home is GPU, great community, would be wonderful for growing our base from Gridcoin's perspective. Uh, here's something that someone brings up from old, 8bit old dude. He says, I mean, this will be competition between Gridcoin and Kircoin. And that is a comment I see several times. I'm just going to group them all into this thought here. Um, there's CureCoin, there's FoldingCoin, Ripple has done it before, Obite has done it before. Um, there are several currencies out there that reward for distributing computing. And like I was saying during that, that beautiful ramble that I'm sure everyone listened all the way through, um, Gridcoin is the only one that does it from a protocol. Uh, that, As far as I'm aware, which is unique and difficult uh, and has a couple no, benefits to that, it. That,
2: that, that's right. The rest of them use effectively... What amounts to an external centralized service that then basically computes it externally and then rewards it that way, right? So it's not really built into the protocol itself. That's right.
0: Yeah. So uh, as I double check to make sure that OBS is recording, it is. um, Yeah. Is and at the same time, so we have that uniqueness to us, to us, which is not to be understated. It is a very big deal <laughs> being having this open, open economic system uh, is what crypto was built for uh, and built on. It's the same ideals that crypto was built on. Um, and we add incentive layers on top. <laughs> the, uh, the competition concept between cryptocurrencies is not as prevalent as some might think. Or maybe I'm very wrong about this, but most cryptocurrencies are all here for the same reason, which is to build a better future. Uh, and these coins, uh, Folding coin I don't know too much about Obite um, and everyone knows about Ripple. Ripple's special. Uh, but those other coins uh, are all here for the science and are all here to make the world a better place. And if GridCoin can help play a role in this, I don't think they'd be against it. And I don't think we should be against them doing their thing. Uh, we're on the cutting edge of technology here. And it's good to have many different people try many different things when it comes to being on the cutting edge of technology because a lot of different things are going to fail and you want to have other avenues to go down if your ultimate goal is to bring more people into the scientific system through incentivization, open economics, open source, open data, open science, all that stuff. So I don't think competition, at least from my perspective, is a good why shouldn't we do this uh, sort of thought. And i I'm open to being convinced otherwise. Um, that said, uh, we'll continue on this Reddit thread if no one else has any more thoughts about the competition aspect. The fact that there's Coin, Folding Coin, and all that stuff. Um, WoNi brings up a uh, an interesting point as well. He says, I'm interested in how we'll fund this project. Uh, so... We have... (laughs) This is such a complicated issue. We have what's called the Gridcoin Foundation, which is just a multi signature wallet held by the core devs and some core contributors, right? That holds 30-some-odd billion GRC. In my book, it holds zero GRC because all that GRC essentially belongs to Jim and Psy for the Fern release. But technically, it still holds that money. Um, So we could do something with that. Uh, We could do a fundraiser. Uh, We could do... Uh, a treasury system, build a treasury system, but that's a long-term solution that will take a lot of work. So that's not a practical solution, but I think people should be aware that it is a technical solution, a treasury system. Um, at the same time, we live in the blockchain space. And one of the beautiful things about it is blockchain, hopefully, has found a way to incentivize open source development and, quote-unquote, and, and Gridcoin by using this new idea, quote-unquote, uh volunteer computing we've now found a way to incentivize it because we print currency we print it we don't work for it we print it and then well we don't the protocol does and then we work based on the protocol's rules to earn that currency so under that system one who owns the under that system most people become stakeholders in the system versus shareholders uh and when you are a stakeholder of a system you are Indirectly incentivized to improve that system so that the value of your stake goes up. So in Bitcoin, the early, early days of all this crypto magic, the early adopters had this cryptographically secured currencies that worked. It made sense and it worked and they believed in it and they didn't work for money. They worked because by making their things succeed, their uh, what at the time was magical, internet money, Ended up becoming worth it's like eighteen thousand dollars a Bitcoin right now, right? So there, it became of value. Gridcoin is tiny. We are not Bitcoin, but that's it's the same concept. We should, in my opinion, develop a treasury system so that we can pay for future development. We should figure out what to do with these foundation coins and continue to uh, suggest that the whales play their part in refilling the foundation once we drain it. Uh, we should encourage people to develop functional business plans around blockchain technology, specifically Gridcoin, uh, and we should encourage them to also fund development. We should continue exploring the idea of nonprofits and all this stuff. But at the end of the day, if there is a developer who wants to develop something, it's up to them whether they want to do it. Uh, And all that background noise about increasing the value of your stake, it matters. But at the end of the day, if a developer wants to do it, they're welcome to do it. So how do we pay for it? If Sai wants to do it, he can do it. <laughs> and, and ideally, we'll find a, a way to get money to him. Uh, but building a folding home, so the way you might want to think about this is, if does adding a folding home adapter bring more value than the hours I'm going to be putting in to build the product? Um, it's an interesting. is It's an interesting question. Uh, any other thoughts on this, Jim, from a developer perspective? How do no. we pay for this?
2: No, I think... Look, I mean, we can we can clearly, uh, <laughs> depending upon how you look at the found the uh, the foundation uh, funds, you know, you could view them as empty. Obviously, there's still money there because you know that's still up in the air. But but uh, you know, SciSight could be compensated for and and could submit an invoice to uh, that would be paid uh, for the uh, adapter work. Um, you know that that's that's that's. So far, that's, that hasn't changed. It's still uh, at, at the GRC equivalent of $30 an hour if someone submits the invoice, an invoice for that. So we could do that. Um, I, I think, there, you know, interestingly enough, there's some other comments here about, well, you know, if we treat uh, folding at home as different than another Boink project, you know, that might not be. There's a lot of, uh, a lot of people participating in folding at home. Well, you know, I I get that, but there are also a lot of people participating in pools that don't solo mine, and you know, we managed to deal with that too. And I also don't want to get into. I think it's biting off too much to try and and, and discuss a change in the protocol rules to try and reward one project more than the others, because I think that's just adding another point of possible disagreement among people. That's a, that to me is a whole another discussion. And Jay Ringo, I know you've brought up that stuff. We've talked about using different reward. Uh rules for projects I think that uh certainly that's something we've got to think about as to whether we want to move to a more complicated uh reward system that uses different weights for each project rather than just you know the same equal share per project. I'm not convinced that that belongs in this discussion by the way. I think we need to keep them separate um, I
0: back you up on that um so the way that uh the current reward Distribution works from our protocol is as follows. There is a set amount of GRC. This is essentially it. There's math behind this. There is a set amount of GRC minted per day by the protocol, and a good portion of that is distributed to people who crunch Boink projects. And it's essentially, let's say there's uh, 30,000 GRC minted per day, and let's say there were three whitelisted Boink projects. Each Boink project would get 10,000 GRC which would then be distributed among its crunchers based on relative work that a cruncher does. So what this does is it encourages, if not incentivizes people to find Boink projects with fewer crunchers on them so that they can get more GRC. Because if I'm the only cruncher working on Boink project three, I'm gonna get all 10,000 of those GRC. While if there are 10 people crunching Boeing project a they're going to get 1000 grc each so those people might stay on boink project a because it's the projects they want to work on and actually a good portion of people will do that but what our network protocol does is incentivizes people to consider how much their passion is worth Like, okay, I love this project, but it's really not paying me enough. And it's reached the point where I am now incentivized. I have fallen to the incentive to go find another project that will pay me a little more. Maybe it's my second choice project, but it pays me more. So I'm going to do that instead. So we've developed an economic system that spreads computation power across any whitelisted project relatively evenly. So what the adapter that Jim was talking about uh, is going to do Uh, potentially, is bring Folding at Home in essentially as another whitelisted Boink project. So it would then get uh, another portion, an an even portion of GRC that's minted per day to distribute among its crunchers, uh, which is, I think, just fine. I think there are, as Jim was alluding to, more complex systems, dynamic systems that we could build. Um, that could incorporate utility of the coin through a staking system and through a lot of really cool uh, techno mumbo jumbo and uh, crypto magic. But I agree with Jim, those are discussions for another time. Right now the discussion is just mainly, do we want to bring folding at Home as another whitelisted project under the current economic model? Uh, So Empire says, um, I just answered that question. I'm reading as I go, so apologies. Right, okay, I see why you brought this up, Jim to empire's point yeah uh uh lens star asks is there anything you think uh would be better to put time on that's a good question it has to do with development resources there's simple answers to this and but before we give the simple answers the complicated one is we are in an open source arena and this goes back to what i was saying about um how do we pay for this is we can pretend all day that we can tell people to develop x or y but It's down to someone who wants to develop it, to develop it. It's an open source arena. Um, So if this is what someone wants to develop, this is what someone is going to develop, regardless of what we as a community decide our priorities. Our priorities help guide new users uh, and show them what we're thinking about as a developer community because developers will, I mean, I think this speaks for all fields, you want to go into a community knowing there's other people there thinking about challenges and, and, and what to build next sort of stuff. So that's more of what roadmaps are. Um, and then the simple answer to the question is: I don't think there is anything better right now. I think this is a very good high priority uh, task.
2: I mean, it's not—it's not exceedingly difficult mm-hmm. uh, and, to do the way we're talking about doing it. So it's not. I mean, you know, compared to the monster that Fern was, this is this is a relatively small uh, project. Quite frankly, something like MRC, which we've had a number of discussions about, is a lot more work. So. Uh, you know, I, I like this because it, you know, look, it, it gives us exposure to a much, to a, to a different, uh, group of people that are doing distributed computing. And, um, I'm not too worried about the fact that some other coins overlap us in that space. I mean, look, the, uh, triple dipping on or double dipping on, uh, crunching with coins is, is, uh, you know, a number of people do that already, including me. I, I, you know, I, uh, I do Obyte or what used to be called Byteball for uh, WCG. I mean, I think there are a lot of people that, that do mm-hmm. multiple coin mining at this point, and I don't think there's a problem with that. So I think um, to me in the aggregate, it's a positive. And, uh, you know, Sai Sai seems to think that the, the effort is pretty low. Um, not only that, he's, he's quite talented in, the, uh, in doing front end work like this. In fact, that, that's really where his original expertise is. So uh, if anything, it's hard to imagine, but he's going to be faster at this development work than probably he was on some of the core work that's been done. So, um, you know, this is not a bad uh, thing to get done.
0: Some other high-priorities, just for examples, um, other high-priority ideas, they're not even, like, fleshed out as architectures yet, right? So this is why Folding at Home, to repeat Jim, seems like... The easiest most beneficial thing to do right now but another high priority would be to find ways for researchers to get or for crunchers to get their rewards uh faster so whether that's staking pools or manual rewards claims or something like that i think that's high up there but that is going to be uh a challenge to tackle i look forward to it but um it doesn't seem easy it's not even really been thought through all the way uh no
2: had several. We've had detailed discussions about MRC. I, I proposed an alternative approach a while back on Discord here. Uh, it's just like
0: two weeks ago, man. Yeah. <laughs> so we're still brainstorming this thing.
2: So I, I mean, we're not ready to go on that. It's going to be. We need probably a couple of months more discussion at at least on that before we get to a point where we as as the developers feel comfortable enough to actually start. You know putting technical time on it because the last thing we want to do is to go down a blind alley on something difficult right so we we have we have to get to a better place with a mrc or whatever you want to whatever's if we do something slightly different than mrc whatever that is before we can do that now I, i i do think that that the seldom staking problem seldom staking low balance newbie uh problem is a big issue and is you know Half the, it seems like half the folks that come into Discord that are new that are complaining that, you know, they haven't gotten their rewards and you start asking them questions and they didn't, you know, they didn't, they didn't really go read the, uh, the, the Gridcoin.us site and they didn't realize they needed a five, you know, a recommended 5,000 to stake as a solo and all that kind of stuff. And then people gently tell them, you know, you should go to the pool and then they have problems because they've already registered their beacon. These are the kind of things that we really, that, that I think hurt the usability factor in initial image of the coin um, but you, you know just warning where which is what we have been talking about putting more warnings in there that you need you know hey you've got a low balance you really ought not be solely, solo mining to me that's not that's certainly we, we need to do more of that because I think that would solve some of that but I mean at the end of the day we we need to do better at solving this corner case problem of Someone wants to get their research rewards they're they're getting a relatively decent magnitude, but they have a relatively low balance right I think that's important to achieve the initial participation positivity uh for gridcoin, otherwise, it seems like we're just difficult right, uh, and, and, right, right? Jim're
0: the worst people to do <laughs> I
2: mean I hate to put it that way, but that's the general perspective that you get of people that are new is oh great coins a drag you know it's hard you have to set up all this different stuff and then i didn't realize i needed a big balance to solo mine and i didn't you know and and typically i'll get grumpy and i'll say well did you go read the documentation but you know at the end of the day i get it i mean the user interface and we we, obviously were a lot better than we were the the beacon with i mean think about what this thing was before the beacon wizard right (laughs) god help you i try not (laughs) to if you're, if you're a brand user you know you, you had to it was an exercise in patience and you know asking people different questions to try and piece it all together now it's a lot better than that, but it still could be improved so you know and I so I you know some of this is tied to the user interface redesign some of it's tied to figuring out a mechanism for getting people paid their rewards without having to have a large balance but also not killing the security on the network that's another thing we have to think about uh which will help the use, you know, the perceived friendliness of Gridcoin, right? Um, But at the end of the day,
0: this adding folding at home could, it's easy, it's right there, someone wants to do it, uh, and it could bring in more people to help develop these other things that are needed and aren't really ready to be developed yet.
2: It's just about a snap in, quite frankly, the way we're talking, so.
0: So I think that answers that question. Bringing a comment here uh empire builder says competition with folding at home coins alluding to karen folding coin uh isn't bad since we're expanding into a new territory it's not going to hurt the network's main focus which has always been blank and in fact my may promote more exchange between grid coin and other folding at home crunchy coins depending on which rewards the best i love that second point uh it is going to bring awareness to everything generally uh, generally speaking, all the coins, all the platforms, people from Boink will go to Folding at Home, people from, at home, from Folding at Home will go to Boink, people will do both. Uh, it will create a network between the two. It will give us a nice edge uh, between two very large distributing computing networks that are already established. Um, so that's good for distributing computing and good for science, which is um, something I'm going to disagree with you on your first point. Uh, the this network's Gridcoin was built from boink it loves boink me personally i am here to advance science i would love for it to be boink but at the end of the day i don't give up what it is as long as it is improving the lives of people through science and spreading science education and and bringing people into the scientific system so i don't need to explain how the earth is fl- not flat to people or how vaccines actually save your life and don't hurt it that's my goal. I'm sick of saying that to people. So, <laughs> whatever helps me in that goal is why I'm here. I'm not necessarily here to, uh, for Boink. It just so happens that Boink is the best tool for that. It's open source nature. Uh, it's uh, permissionless nature. Uh, it's immediate connection to a cryptocurrency. uh it, It's history. It's the people that work with it. Like Boink is wonderful. Folding a Home is also great for this stuff. Um, so I think expanding sort of the definition of what Gridcoin is here for is a very good thing for me personally and my goal. Uh, and- well, I,
2: I agree. And by the way, you've heard me say this too. I do not believe we should be limited at the end of the day to Boink. And I've, I, I use slightly different terminology, but I, I felt there was that, that Gridcoin ought to be able to support different distributed computing domains, mm-hmm. one of which is only one. Right, but we have to do this as as a stepping stone and gain experience with some of these other computing domains. So, but at the end of the day, I think we, you know, obviously we grew up from Boink. Boink is going to remain a very important part of our heritage, but I think we've got to be a little bit more broad-minded than that uh, for the future, if if that makes sense. So I think I agree with you. Um,
0: Yeah, and there's going to be more, uh, I like domains, there's going to be more domains coming out in the future. There is a buttload of money going into distributed computing from uh, the likes of NSF and NIH and governments around the world. So, and also companies and corporations. IBM, for God's sakes, just developed homomorphic encryption. I always want to say homophonic, but I think it's homomorphic where you can use distributed computing and in a secure environment, essentially. That's a pretty big deal coming out of IBM, which, you know, runs World Community Grid and is connected to all this stuff. So, i think there's going to be a lot more for us to expand into in the future and jim like you were saying this is a great first step this is a great experience homophobic aggression (laughs) thanks godlin uh smo said something oh uh smo asked what if would it help if gridcoin runs its own folding at h folding at home server not boink dash folding at home server uh, but one of the stats servers. And SciSci responds, no, those are effectively internal to Folding to Home infrastructure. Um, he could do it if he wanted to, but he wouldn't feel comfortable. This is Sci saying this, but he wouldn't feel comfortable uh, doing it without direct support from Folding at home, uh, because, like he said, that is their infrastructure.
2: Yep. Look, I, th- I think the practical way to look at it is it's, it's, it's just it has the same degree of centralization that a single blank project has today. And so, uh, you know, we all know we can't completely decentralize the way we do things because, at the end of the day, we have these projects that are run by project administrators that, at the end of the day, control the distribution of work units for that project and also control the stats. Right, which is also why we have a whitelisting process. We have to do due diligence on the project to make sure that they've got the appropriate structure in place. Number one, they they want they have to want to do it too, but we have to be, make sure that they're they're. You know reputable that they can handle the load that the stats are correct that they properly secured their site so on and so forth because of you know projects are projects you know there's not many different project servers for the same project so i think, well, I think it's the same way with holding at home right
1: and also uh, keep in mind i mean if 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 you can't guarantee security of the statistics that generate currency then you can't really claim the currency is valid
0: well hold up hold up the statistics do not generate currency.
1: Anymore. No, but the statistics are are a data point in the generation of or distribution distribution, distribution. of yes. distribution. Yes. So, me. You, so you can lose you know.
0: distribution points for sure, but it is not a security flaw to the network. If stats are hacked, distribution goes haywire, right? But the protocol still mints the same amount of currency and still distributes it through the same math. So that yes, it just gets satellite. distributed. But you it gets. Up,
1: distributed in in, uh uh, what is it like like in a non-balance in a non-proper way so like
2: that's well that's so that is one of the reasons why we want to stick with rack because uh you know using an exponentially damped average limits the damage if someone were to do that right
0: Right, it's freaking Gridcoin has some very clever mechanisms in its economics which is why i keep stressing it's it's thought out it's thought through one of the and these are legacy mechanisms so as much as we often enjoy um kind of poking fun at the old grid coin before fern because it wasn't really put together completely uh
2: no some of the ideas clever that's well the the idea the the relative magnitude approach to the problem uh was the right solution and remains the right solution for the set of situ for the set of for the fact pattern that we have, which is we have credits that are w- very wildly across project, right? So one credit on one project is nothing like another credit on another project, right? Th- those are not exchangeable. They're not fungible, right? And so because of that, you have to use a relative system. And I think I think the Ferris, the, the choice of rack was the right choice because it's damped. And it means that, you know, if someone were to start messing around with their credit numbers it you know it it takes essentially a whole month for 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 that you to reach equilibrium right in seven days for the half-life so it's it's tough to make that number move fast to do cheating because you'd get seen first
0: right and
2: right so that that that's and that's that's a big reason besides the data size requirements to use rack and and so whether or not that was all thought through, when, the, when you know, in the early days of Gridcoin, I can't tell you, but I will tell you that it was very thoughtful. So, so the way the magnitude calculations were set up originally, in concept, were done. The thought was correct. The code was bad, but the idea had great merit to it. Now okay. we fix. Now we fix the code, so <laughs> and, the idea is correct. Correctly, right?
0: And now we might have our first step into new worlds.
2: Yeah, uh, because now, now that the code's right, we can. When we, as, as we're talking about this stepping stone, now we have a good basis that if we wanted to make the algorithm more sophisticated or we wanted to do like variable weight per project or we wanted to do other fancy things, we've got a good code base in which to actually make those changes if, if the community decides to do it, right? Amen. So.
0: And to wrap this up, I will bring in a couple concepts for the new folks. And I'm assuming you've, you have nothing, no idea what Gridcoin is and how we kind of operate and some of the, the indirect effects we have with this whitelist. So uh, it, it helps us verify projects and they're not cheating and all, all this stuff because we have to do our due diligence. It also incentivizes them because we are a giant network. If you get put on the whitelist, you get a bunch of crunching power. Um, it incentivizes them to do you know, a good back end development sort of thing, um, secure uh, infrastructure, et cetera. But it also incentivizes people to talk to each other. So you have researchers at universities talking to me, an idiot, at a computer in, in a room and conv- telling me about their science and telling me why it's worthwhile. And it, because at the end of the day, I'm going to vote on whether to add their project to the whitelist. So I am incentivized, they are incentivized to teach me their science because they want to get my network's crunching power. At the same time, I am incentivized to learn their science because, and to research their their whole infrastructure. Because if we as the Gridcoin network end up putting in one of these bad projects or a project that's just kind of like BS science, um, we harm, we don't harm the protocol. But we do what Galen was saying, which is we harm our reputation as a network and that's almost harder to recover from. <laughs> so yep. it's very important and it's an indirect incentive that we as the Gridcoin network uh, learn the science at least as best we can, right. And, and verify that it's doing what it's doing uh, and it's, equally important that the scientists communicate to us. So we've built this interesting relationship between the commons and the academic, uh, which is that breakdown between that relationship is one of the reasons why we have anti-vaxxers and flat earthers and all this stuff, because they live in two separate worlds. So Gridcoin is actually, on top of all this open open economics, on top of incentivized distributed computing, in, on, on top of all of this really cool crypto stuff, we have begun to perhaps... Build a system that can bridge the divide between an academic institution or an academic who lives in a specific language set and the commons, which lives in a whole, nother, a whole other language set. And if that if that combines with the economics and the crypto magic, this is a pretty cool system we're developing. So we'll leave it on that. This was freaking awesome. The conversation continues. The poll ends on December 31st, I believe. Uh, And again, it's an opinion poll, just gauging the community's interest, because while it is probably not too much work, I'm sure Sai wants to know that it's going to be uh, used if he builds it, so... Uh, great use of a poll by the way anyone wondering how polls should be used it was a great write-up you know it's it a good reason to do a poll <laughs> all that stuff uh, otherwise we'll be back next week where we can talk more about folding at home if we want or we can talk about something completely different uh friday 3 30 p.m eastern here on the boink god ah, grid Gridcoin discord server we're going to the boink server next guys <laughs>